I'm going to go to Isaiah 61. And, I, and I'm going I'm to read from the Amplified. I'm not going to try to read from both the King James and the Amplified. I'm going to read from the Amplified. And Isaiah 61. Thank you for all the testimonies of God's healing power. Thank you, my brother, for your testimony, sister, for your testimony. Thank you so much. Amen. Good to see everyone. Good to see Brother Joseph, Sister Anna. God bless you. One of my favorite people in all the world, Sister Christina. God bless you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Isaiah 61. Mm. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence that's in this place. So thick, so rich, so real, so powerful right now. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of revelation, for revelation knowledge that's about to be loosed in this place, that's about to flow in this place. Thank you for the prophetic. Loose the prophetic right now, Lord. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Let your word have free flow in the name of Jesus. Every distraction be removed. Every hindrance be removed. Every stronghold, you're coming down in the name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of infirmity be bound right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, you have ruled and you have reigned your last day, your last service, your last moment in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now pray this with me. Father, give me ears to hear right now. Give me ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to me in the name of Jesus. Father, give me eyes to see what you have for me in the Spirit. I want to hear you and I want to see you in the name of Jesus. Open my ears. Open my understanding. Open my eyes in the name of Jesus. Isaiah 61, verse 1, we see the prophet Isaiah, the Lord speaking through the prophet Isaiah. This is the Messiah's mission. This is going to be the Messiah's mission. Isaiah 61, 1, are you there? Say amen. Again, I'm reading from the Amplified. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, to proclaim liberty to the physical and the spiritual captives, and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of His favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Verse 3, to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a, gar a garland, a diadem of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment expressive of praise instead of a heavy burden and a failing spirit. Man, that preaches right there all by itself. Yeah, don't need to say anything else. But, but, but check this out. We'll cover this some more in a minute. But all of that stuff that I just read, all that healing, all that deliverance, all that victory, all that, that ornament of praise is for what? It's for this right here. That they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. I love what the English Standard Version says on that last part. That he may display his beauty.
Amen. You may be seated. I, it, is, it is, and I know that this is, is becoming an unpopular message right now. It seems like in the day and age that we are living in, what I am about to say seems like an, a, 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 an unpopular message anymore because we are having to, it seems like too often, preachers are having to adjust their messages to fit their congregation or adjust their messages to fit what people are going through and what people are dealing with. We have to kind of adjust it and kind of go with the flow. But I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, that it is the beauty of God on display when the captives are set free. It is the beauty of God on display when the blind eyes, both spiritual and physical, are open. That is the beauty of God on display. I'm going to say it like this. When the sick are healed, when the, when the troubled are delivered, when the brokenhearted are healed, God is glorified when people are healed and when people are delivered and when people are set free. That's when God gets the glory. That is the beauty of God, and that is the perfection of God on display. And here is Jesus in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, reading from the book of Isaiah, reading from our text in Isaiah 61, verse 3, in Luke 4, 18. Jesus is reading from Isaiah 61, He's, and I'm reading from the Amplified again in Luke 4. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, who are bruised, who are crushed, who are broken down by calamity. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something right now. I don't know where you are, what you're dealing with or what you're going through, but God is trying to find you right now. He's looking for you. He's searching for you. If you're broken down, if you're downhearted, if you're bruised, if you're crushed, if you're sick, you know what the will of God is. The will of God is to send you forth as delivered. That is the beauty of God on display. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering right now. You see, you can run, but you can't hide from God. Now, we, we like to use that to sinners. You can run, but you can't hide because God's going to find you one of these days. I've got another word for you right now. If you're broken and bruised and crushed and hurting and miserable, you might be trying to run from God, but you can't hide from Him. He's looking for you right now so He can show Himself strong in your life and on your behalf. Somebody say amen. Because he is still a miracle worker and he is still a healer. Brother, say amen. Sister, say amen. He said, he said Jesus is reading in our text in Luke 4. He said, he sent me to preach the gospel of the poor and that's released the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, sin forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Verse 19, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and free favors of God profusely abound. And this is what I heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me while I was standing over there just a few minutes ago before Pastor turned me loose. He said to tell the congregation that I'm still here. 
That's the word of God to you today. I'm still here. I'm still working. I'm still moving. I'm still delivering. I'm still healing. I'm still setting the captive free. I'm still here. And God wants to display his beauty in your life tonight. Before this service is over with, if you will release your praise and release your faith, God wants to display his beauty in your life tonight. Oh, the word of the Lord to you is I'm still here. I'm still working. I'm still, I don't know what you might be facing and going through right now, but I do know that God is still here. He's still working. He's still healing. He's still protecting. Somebody say amen. Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, I'm, I'm continuing to read. Verse 20, Jesus has continued, or is continuing talking about Jesus. He said, then he rolled up the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were gazing attentively to him. And he began to speak to them. Today, this scripture has been, has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. That scripture has already been fulfilled. We are not waiting for that scripture to be fulfilled. That scripture has already been fulfilled, ladies and gentlemen and Jesus is still here he's still working still moving still healing still saving and still delivering and the church said amen Matthew chapter 11 and verse 2 through 5 again from the Amplified says now when John now when John in prison heard about the activities of Christ he sent a messenger by his disciples and asked him are you the one who was to come or should we keep on expecting a different one I think the world is asking that question right now. I think the world is saying, when, where's the church? Where, where's the real God? Oh, and you got, I don't hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings tonight, but I'm just going to preach it plain and, and just preach it because I'm just going to preach the truth. Is that all right? You got, you, got a, you got a group out there saying that Allah is the real God. And, and, and you got all these people chasing after Allah and wanting to, wanting to, be, wanting to convert to Islam out there because you know, you know why they're doing that? Because they're looking for the real God. They want to know where the real God is, where the real church is. They were doing it here in Matthew. They said, Jesus, are you the one or do we look for another? And you know what? And, and Jesus said, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're tracking with me, but Jesus replied to them. And Jesus said, go report to John what you hear and what you hear. Y'all ain't tracking with me on that screen because y'all don't know what I'm talking about, see? Jesus said, "Go." That's what, that's what we preach. Go tell the world what you hear and what you hear because all we're doing is preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and it don't seem like our preaching is translating into deliverance and victory. So we want to tell the world, hey, we are the real church. I'm looking for Bibles. Anybody got any Bibles anymore? We want to tell the world that we are the real church. We are the real church because, uh, uh, because, yeah, that's a pretty good, can I use that one? Close that one up for me. Can I use that one? Up? We want to tell the world we are the real church because we got the bigger Bible. Our Bible's the biggest Bible. We are the real church because our Bible's a big Bible and our Bible's written in King James English. So that means we are the real church. And our Bible says Holy Bible on it. So that means we are the real church. Jesus said go tell John what you hear and what you see. The blind eyes are open and the lame walk and the dead are raised. Come on somebody. There is healing and there is deliverance. There is good news that the poor have the gospel preached unto them. If you want to know if I'm still here, look, listen to what I'm saying and look at what I am doing. 
Somebody say, Jesus is still here. Jesus is still here. Come on, say, I'm still here. Jesus is still here. Say, Jesus is still working. Say, Jesus is still healing. Say, Jesus is still setting free. Say, Jesus is still restoring marriages. Come on, say, I'm starting to get free now, Pastor. Say, Jesus is restoring homes. Say, Jesus is restoring relationships. He is, he is, he is. High five your name and say he is. He is still restoring. He is still healing. He is still delivering. He is still setting the captive free. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing and healing and healing most that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Y'all hear me? Y'all need me to read that again a little bit slower? God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing. The word healing means to cure, to heal, to make whole. Most of, most of that, them that were oppressed of the devil. I don't believe it says that, do you? I believe it says he healed to cure, heal, to make whole all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. The word oppressed means to exercise harsh control over it means to use one's power against, to dishonor, to disgrace, to put to shame, to bless with shame. That's what the enemy come to do. That's what the enemy does. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus said. But I'm not going to leave you there. I'm not going to leave that with you. I'm not going to put that on you and leave that with you. Let's finish this thing out. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Or the Amplified says that you might have life in abundance till it overflows. I'm still here is what Jesus said. I'm still here. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It brings glory to God. It's, it, it, it's, God's, it's his beauty on display when he heals you. It's his beauty on display when he touches you. I know that's been beat out of us a, a lot. I know that's been beat out of us a lot. I know it's been beat into us. Uh, you can cancel after this first night if you want to. I know it's been beat into us that somehow, some way, God delights uh, in sickness and disease ravishing our bodies or, or things are or, or destroying, uh, demonic spirits destroying our children uh, and in our marriages and things. God uh, kind of gets his kicks and his jollies out of that. But I'm telling you, it glorifies God. His beauty is on display when he heals you, when he delivers you, not just physically, Physically, but mentally and emotionally, your finances, your marriage, your family, whatever it is. Because God is no. God is no respecter of disease, ladies and gentlemen. He'll heal it from A to Z. Spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, financial, family, relationship. Nothing intimidates God. It don't scare him. It doesn't intimidate him. It doesn't worry him. He's not bothered by it. He'll heal you. He'll touch you. And he will deliver you. But, but see, and you, you search the scripture time and time and time again in scripture. It says, and he healed them all and the people, the multitude, the city glorified God. You search glory in the scripture, you search glory in the scripture, and you will see that the number one way God got glory to himself, to his name or revealed his glory was by healing and signs and wonders and miracles. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. 
the, 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 the demoniac came to Jesus. The, the leper came to Jesus. The, the cripple came to Jesus. They came to Jesus. They heard about his healing ministry. They heard about his healing power. They came to Jesus because they wanted to be healed. They wanted to be delivered. They wanted to be set free. They heard what Jesus did. Here came the demoniac. Now listen to this scripture. Listen to this scripture. Check out how, how does this sound right here. They, the, the, the sick were brought to Jesus. The oppressed were brought to Jesus. The demoniac were brought to Jesus. The leper was brought to Jesus. And he said, no, it's not your time. No, it's not God's will to heal you. And they left still possessed. They left still sick. They left still bound. And the city and the people and the multitude glorified God. I'm going to let that rest for just a second because that sounds ridiculous. I said that sounds ridiculous. The oppressed came. The depressed came. The demoniac came. The leper came. The cripple came. The blind came. And the Lord said, not your time. Not your will. It's not God's will to heal you. You go away. And they left bound. And they left sick. And they left troubled. And they left hurting. And when they left that way, the people, the city, the multitude glorified God. You can't, find, you can't find that in New Testament. You can find that in 2015 church because we think God gets his jollies by seeing us all kinds of pain and all kinds of messed up and all kinds of heartache. But you can't find that in New Testament. You want to know how God gets glory? You want to know how God gets, shows his, puts his beauty on display? It's bringing you out of your hell, bringing you out of your misery, bringing you out of your struggle, making sure you're not standing by your mailbox when that car comes. That's how God puts his beauty on display. Making sure he reverses some numbers, changes some numbers is how God gets his puts his beauty on display. It's making sure you wake up and all of a sudden you ain't on dialysis anymore. That is the beauty of God on display, ladies. That's God getting glory to it. That's, that, that's, that's people dancing. That's people shouting. That's people praising God. That's That's evangelism. That's evangelism. That's. You want to talk about winning the lost? Heal somebody. You want to talk about reaching people? Put the beauty of God on display. Give the Lord a clap offering. Give the Lord a clap offering. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. It would have made it so much easier. It would have made it so much easier. Has he slipped? Has God slipped? Is he no longer as powerful as he once was? Is he too old? Is he almost as old as Brother Pitts? I don't know. Don't tell Wanda I said that. Inside joke. <laughs> Woo! Has he somehow changed? Has God somehow changed? Has circumstances and situations somehow changed him? Has things snuck up on him in 2015? Did he not realize you would face the things you faced in 2015? Is he surprised by that? It would have been so much easier. He would have made it so much better for us. It would have been so much easier for us. It would have removed all doubt, all question. All questions would be removed from our minds. All doubt would be removed from our minds. We would never question and never doubt again. If he would have just done us the favor, if he would have done us the favor of putting it in the Bible somewhere, if he would have just put a scripture in there somewhere that said he would never change, that he would always be the same. But since he didn't do that, then we've got to struggle with wondering whether he's still the same. 
Y'all still ain't with me. My God, y'all still ain't with me. Are you tracking with me, brother? I'll put Hebrews 13, 8 up there right now, wherever you are on that, on that computer thing, because they are not. Y'all thinking about Wendy's? What y'all thinking about? Wendy's, IHOP, what y'all thinking to go eat? Now, I said, now, I just said it, it, it would erase all doubt. It would erase all unbelief. It would erase all of our confusion if he had just put in there somewhere that he would never change. And y'all, some of y'all was going. If he had just told us that, well, bless God, Hebrews 13, eight, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is always the same. Yesterday, today, and yes, forever. Jesus is yesterday. He is today. He is tomorrow. He is still here. And he's telling you, I see you. I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. I know what you're dealing with. I want to put my beauty on display in your life. If you will give me your faith, I will show you my glory. If you will give me your praise, I will show you my beauty somebody needs to worship right now somebody needs to praise him somebody needs to bless the Lord Come on, come on, what you going to do now? What you going to do now? Because he said he never changed. What you going to do now? Because he said he's always the same. If it was his beauty on display when he was healing and delivering back then, it's still his beauty on display now. I wonder, my God, I wonder. This ain't even in my notes right now, but I wonder. I just wonder what would happen if we just got tired of fed up with, with entertaining church, uh, fed up with having to come to church to be entertained, uh, fed up with having to come to church uh, and, and be moved by the particular song and, uh, and, and wait and wait until halfway, three-quarters through the service before we start finally getting in there, you know. Wait until, you know, I wonder what would happen if we just decided, uh, I, I, want, I want the glory of God. I want the beauty of God. I want the will of God. I want the manifest presence of God. I want God to be glorified. I want God to be magnified in me and through in my life in my life in my praise, in my offering in my testimony I want God to be glorified I want God to be praised I wonder what kind of church we would have. I wonder what kind of church we would have. I wonder what kind of church that we would have if our foot hit the parking lot and we said, God, be glorified in my life tonight. Be glorified in my worship. Be glorified in my praise. I don't care if I'm entertained. I don't care if they sing my favorite song. I don't care. I want to see your beauty. I want to see your glory. I want to see your majesty. I want to see your holiness. Go ahead and worship. Go ahead and worship. Go ahead and worship a moment. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, we could not hold back. We could not hold back his beauty. We could not hold back his glory. Give him another clap offering.
Listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen, listen. The lines have been drawn, ladies and gentlemen. The lines have been drawn in the sand. And the world, the world used to tell us as the church way back before my day, y'all just stay over there on the other side of the tracks and just keep to yourself. You know, do your thing, but just keep to yourself. Stay out of our way. Mind, mind, mind your own business. Don't mess with us. They're not telling that no more. They're telling us to shut, sit down and shut up. They are telling us to shut our mouths. They are telling us you can't preach this, you can't preach that, you ain't going to preach this, you ain't going to preach that. If they continue to have their way, we won't be able to preach anything. We won't be able to crack the Bible even open. They won't never outlaw the Bible in America. You better pay attention. You better wake up and pay attention to what's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what they're doing. They are. They have literally drawn the line in the sand. But I, for one, and I know you are as well. You, you ain't gonna be quiet. You, I got a God that's not dead. I got a God that's still on the throne. I got a God that's a God of His Word. I got a God that's still moving, still working, still saving, still healing. And I'm gonna say it out loud. His name is Jesus, and I ain't ashamed to say it. He is my Lord. He is my king he is my savior and his name is jesus he is lord god almighty i'm more hungry to see him on display now than I've ever been before. I'm more hungry to see His manifested power now than I've ever been before. This is no time to stick our heads in the sand. This is no time to be sucking our thumbs. This is no time to be playing tiddlywinks. This is time to walk in the power and the healing and the deliver. Now faith. The Lord said, I want your faith. Just give me your faith. Give me your faith and let me show you my power. You know Hebrews 11.1. Hebrews 11.1 from the Amplified says, now faith. Now, now faith. Now faith. I'm still here. Jesus said, I'm still here. Jesus said, I'm still working. Jesus said, I'm still moving. Now faith. Right now. Now. Your, your faith is powerful right now. You got now faith. Your now faith can move whatever mountain is standing in front of you right now. Now faith is the assurance, amplified, the amplified, the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of those things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That's now faith. He is so much a God of now faith. He is so much an a God of his word and so much an of an unchanging God. He is so true to his word and he is so unchanging. Listen to what he said to the church. Listen, he, he is such, he's still a God that wants to put his glory on display. He wants to put his majesty on his display. He wants to put his beauty on display by healing and delivering you and I or whoever. And, and again, understand, when I say healing, I'm not just, I am talking physically, but I'm not just talking physically. I'm talking everything. God covers it all. He's got all the bases covered. You, what, you, what you are carrying right now, dealing with, struggling with, going through right now, whatever it may be, you put it on the list. Maybe, maybe it's more than one. I don't care what it is. God's got it covered. Hello? 
he, he dealt with it at Calvary, and, and, and he wants to put his beauty on display in your life. If you're struggling with a broken relationship, a broken marriage, or, or, your, or your body is broken, or your spirit's broken, or your mind is broken. If you're being tormented by spirits at night, if you're being tormented in your dreams at night, God is able to touch you before you leave this house. And you'll never, you, and you can leave here and he put his beauty on his plate and you'll never be tormented again. So that's the way he was. And, that's the, and, he, and he is such an unchanging God. He is such a God of his word. Listen to what he said to the church in John 14, 12 through 14. And from the English Standard Version, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask, in, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I'm still here. What was he saying? He said, I'm still here. I'm about to leave, but I'm going to still be here because I'm going to be here in my church. I'm going to be here in my people. The works that Jesus did, listen to this, listen to this. This is the works, this is just scratching the surface of the works that Jesus did. They consisted of healing all manner of sickness and disease, casting out devils, raising the dead, cleansing lepers, doing innumerable acts of deliverance from all the works of Satan. He controlled the elements, he multiplied food, he walked on the water, he restored a severed ear, he turned water into wine. Jesus Christ accomplished anything he undertook to do in the material and the spiritual realm and he is such a God of his word and he's such an unchanging God he looked at the church the disciples here and, and by progression and by birth us by, by process of time now here we are in 2015 we are the church and he said to the church the works that I did shall you do and greater works than I did shall you do what was he saying I'm still here I'm still going to work I'm still going to move but now I'm going to do it through my body now now I'm going to do it through my church. We waiting on God to get up and do something and God's waiting on the Matthew 18. I'm about to I'm about to be done. We're going to pray. Matthew 18 and 18 he's such a he, he he's he's so much a god of his word. And he is such an unchanging God. Listen to what he said to the church. Say, that's us. Say, we the church. If you've been born again, you're in the church. The body of Christ. The body of Christ in this earth. His representative. His legislature. His governing body on this earth is the church. Well, I, got, I better, I got to, this is the first night. This is the first night. We are, I'm going to read Matthew 18 in just a second, but we are his, you got you to think, think about this. Think about this. We are his representative. We are kingdom, the kingdom of heaven representative. We're the kingdom of God representative here on the earth. So when the world looks at us, you ain't tracking with me, are you? They're supposed to see heaven 
represented. Kingdom of God represented. Power of God represented. Authority of God represented it. <laughs> but when they see me depressed, whining, pouting, broke, sick, can't pay my bills. No wonder they're not impressed. I guarantee you America ain't never sent an ambassador over to a foreign country driving an old, i got to stop this. Lord, please let me stop this. Driving an old jalopy, junkie, running, beat down, messed up. Poor, so poor, can't pay attention. They didn't put him in a shack over there. They didn't put him in a little, oh, Mr. President, send me over to this foreign country as an ambassador, and I'll just let me live in an old wooden shack over in the, in, in the, in the corner of the country somewhere. That's what we say about God. Oh, Lord, I just want a little cabin in the corner of heaven somewhere. And, and, and America ain't never seen an ambassador of a foreign country like that. You ever seen it? You ever seen a, the, the home of an ambassador in a foreign country? It's, be, it's a mansion. We are, we are not America's representative. We are the kingdom of God's representation. We are his body. We are his representation. We represent his kingdom. And look, 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 look. I'm not talking about being uh, so, so wealthy, dignified, sophisticated. You snotty and you rude and you arrogant. And they, can't nobody even shine your shoes. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about living in favor, in abundance, and overflowing more than enough. Uh, having your needs met and more. Uh, being blessed. Walking in the favor of God. Walking in the anointing of God. Walking in the power of God. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you lay hands on the sick, they recover. I'm talking about when your shadow passes. I'm talking about Matthew chapter 18 right here, 18, 19 from the Amplified. Truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper, I'm reading from the Amplified, and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Did you get that? Whatever you forbid and declare to improper and unlawful must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit, now the King James just says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But they leave a lot of it out in the King James. The true meaning of it. Whatever you forbid and declare improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit and declare proper and unlawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. Verse 19, again, I tell you, if two of you agree, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together and make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Whatever, whatever you, whatever the church forbid or permit must be what is already forbidden and permitted in heaven. You go back and look at all the scriptures this evening. You go back and look at all the scriptures this evening from Isaiah to Luke to Matthew to Acts, all the scriptures that we read. You go back and you search the scriptures out. Jesus Christ permitted he permitted healing. He permitted deliverance of all kind. He permitted healing of all kind, and he permitted deliverance of all kind. And, by, and he, Jesus Christ, by virtue of his very own actions, forbid any and declared to be improper and unlawful all bondage, all sickness, all brokenness of heart, brokenness of mind, brokenness of spirit, and brokenness of body. He, he declared and forbid that unlawful. That's what he did. 
That's what he did. And he said, I'm still here. I'm still working. I'm still healing. I'm still delivering. But now I'm doing it through my church. Now I'm doing it through my body. Whatever my body forbids on earth must be what's already forbidden in heaven. Whatever my body permits on earth must be what's already permitted in heaven. How do we know what's permitted or or forbid? Look at the ministry and the life and the actions of Jesus. If Jesus did it, that's us doing it now. If Jesus forbid it, that's us forbidding it now. If he permitted it, that's us permitting it now. Hello, somebody. But 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 see we don't we don't we're 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 lost at what time it is oh it's five minutes after nine we're we're lost in this this whirlwind I think in this day and age we're living in right now we're lost in this whirlwind of 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 identity crisis we're in identity we're we are in an identity crisis we have an alert and oriented times zero we don't know who we are. How do we know? How do you know that? Because I can, I know that by the way we pray. We don't believe in our authority. We don't believe in our anointing. We don't believe in our power. We don't believe in what God has, has filled us with. Because when we pray, we convince, we're trying to convince God of who he is and what he can do. Oh, God, touch him. Oh, God, you're able. Oh, God, we know you can do this. Oh, God, oh, oh God, touch him right now. Oh, God, please. Oh, God, you're able to heal him. Oh, God, you're able to touch him. Oh, God, we know you're able to touch him. Oh, God, well, you're able because it's by your stripes. Jesus never did that. Jesus never did that. He just he, he spoke to the fever. He just sent his word and said, they're going to be healed. He said, by your faith, you made whole. It came out of his mouth. It came out of his mouth. It came out out of his mouth if it came out of his mouth it was binding it or it was loosing it or it was binding it that's our example that's our example that's why he said to you and I when the believers lay hands on the sick they shall recover I'm on, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta quit listen listen he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me I'm almost done, and then we're going to open this altar up for a few minutes. If you need prayer, if you need a miracle, if you need a healing of any kind in your body, we're going to pray for you. We're going to see the beauty of God on display. Spirit of the Lord, now wrap this. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with our text. You've got to let the word of God sink into your spirit right now. You've got to let the word of God Sink into your spirit right now. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's because the Lord has anointed me and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor and the afflicted. He sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted. Your heart broken tonight. Your heart broken. See, I, I know, I know, I know. We know. We all know. We know how to we, we dress it up. We know how to dress it up. Got to cover up my pain. Got to cover up my broken heart. Got to cover up the hell I'm going through at my house because I can't come to church. They can't know what I'm dealing with and going through at church because they'll reject me. If they find out, they'll, they won't like me. They won't accept me. So we... We put on our pretty face, we comb our hair, we do whatever. Because we got to come, are you broken hearted? He came to bind up the broken hearted. 
to proclaim liberty to the physical and the spiritual captive in the opening of the prison to the eyes of those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant consolation, listen, listen, to grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion. God's, <laughs> he's heard your tears. You've been crying. You've been mourning. You've been weeping. You've been sorrowful. You've been heavy laden. You've been burdened down. And God has heard those tears. He's heard those cries. And he wants to grant you a co- consolation and joy to those who mourn, to give them an ornament, a garland, a diadem, a beauty instead of ashes. Uh, your, your life has been broken. Your life has been torn. Your marriage has been torn. Uh, there's just a heap of ashes there now, a heap of pain, a heap of struggle, a heap of heartache. It's not over. It's not over your situation. Situation's not done. It, it, it may be, it may, oh my God, it may be burnt down to a pile of ashes, but God wants to put His beauty on display and give you the garment expressive of praise instead of ashes. He wants to restore your joy, restore your peace, restore your praise, restore your laughter. You've been crying a long time. God wants to restore your laughter. Somebody's tracking with me right now because somebody knows what I'm talking about. The other people got their Christian face on right now. You know, I got everything perfect. Everything's just great with me right now. That's the kind of face you got on right now. But somebody's heart's breaking on the inside of them because you know I'm talking to you right now. Ten after nine. Ten after nine. Give them an ornament, a garland, a diadem, a beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning. The garment expressive of praise instead of a heavy burden and a failing spirit. A heavy burden and a failing spirit. (laughs) What did Jesus say? What did Jesus Jesus say? Come unto me, all ye that that labor and are heavy laden. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and you'll get a good little blessing, and you'll get a good little touch, but you'll leave the church still burdened and still heavy laden. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He's still here. He's still working. He's still moving, but he's just. But now he's just doing it through his body. Now he's doing it to the church, and the church's cry and the church's call has got to be, come unto us, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and we'll bring you rest. A heavy burden and failing spirit. Listen, what, what, why? What is it all about? What is all that about? What is all that healing, all that deliverance, the good tidings to the meek, the poor, the afflicted? Wherever you are, you can find yourself in this list right here. What is it all about? This is what it's all about. I'm going to close with this. That they may be called oaks of righteousness. This is you. This is talking about you. This is talking about you. Not that they may be called whipped, beat down, world's doormat, devil's whipping boy. That they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God. Listen, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified, that he may display his beauty. It's God's will to display his beauty in your life and through your life. It's God's will to put his glory and his power on display in your circumstance, in your situation. Stand with me right now. God has not forgotten where you are. He has not lost sight of you. He has not lost lost track of you.
you have literally you have literally had the hope and the confidence and the the oh thank you lord here's the word i'm looking for you have literally had the expectation sapped out of you beat out of you drained out of you and you're you're here hearing this word of the lord but you're you're questioning you're questioning it you don't mean to be you don't want to be but you've been here before Every eye closed and everyone praying right now. You've been here before. You've dealt with this before. You've heard this before. And I can hear, I can, I can hear that devil whispering in your ear right now. It ain't going to change. I know what he's saying, but you, don't, you know it ain't going to get any better. You know it ain't going to change. You're, you're hearing that voice tell you right now, oh, if it was going to get better, if it's going to change, it would have done change. But it ain't changed yet. It ain't ever going to change. You, I got you right where I want you. And that spirit's wrapping himself around your mind. That spirit's wrapping himself around your heart. It's been walking on you, stepping on you, trampling on you, pushing you down long enough. And the Lord has sent me here on this first night of revival to tell you that I'm still here. I'm still here. Jesus' His word to you is I'm still here and I'm still working and I'm still moving and I'm still healing. And I know right where you're at and I know right where you're going through, what you're going through. And I've got my finger pointed at you tonight. All I need is your praise. All I need is your faith. If you'll release your faith to me, I'll re- Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and start worshiping God right now. Lift up your hands and start worshiping the Lord right now. No one is looking around. Everyone's praying. Everyone's worshiping. I want you to let faith arise right this minute, right this second, right now. I want you to let faith arise. I want you to let faith arise. I want you to let faith arise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I want you to let faith arise. Come on, come on, let faith arise right now. I'm going to release you in just a minute to come to the altar. I'm going to release you in just a minute to come to the altar. I'm not releasing you right this second. I want you to let faith arise. I want you to let your praise come up. Let your faith come up right now. Come on. Come on, start talking to God. Come on, start worshiping. Come on, start blessing Him. Start magnifying Him. Start glorifying Him. In just a minute, when I release you, when I release you, if you need a miracle somewhere in your life, if you need a miracle somewhere in your body, if you need a miracle somewhere in your finances, in your family, if you need a, if you need God to put His beauty on display in your life, in just a minute, when I release you, I want you to walk out of your pew by faith. I want you to walk out of your pew by faith with praise. Walk to this altar in just a moment and receive your miracle, receive your healing, receive your beauty for ashes, receive your Joy for morning, receive your deliverance. In the name of Jesus, 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 faith arise, 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 confidence rise, expectation rise.